You're listening to Dungeon Chat, Into the Dungeon's bi-weekly podcast. These episodes are recorded and filmed live on Mondays at twitch.tv forward slash into the dungeon. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the most recent episode. Ashley was actually going to have my question filled out. Oh no! Properly. Oh no! Guys, I can hear us! Yeah, 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 we're live. Jesus Christ, why? Because it's 8.30! But it's, it's echoing. Oh, it shouldn't Patrick be echoing, just, hold oh. on. No, wait, is it just because it's I can hear you in this? Us. It's not echoing. It's not <laughs> echoing. <laughs> 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 You had me concerned for a second, but no, I've checked. I've learned that lesson a couple of times now. That uh, that uh, when you uh, when you have your audio up in the background because you're watching your own stream, that sometimes it plays through. Anyways, let's get started. Uh, let's see. D and D history: the D and D magic system in which wizards memorize spells that are used used up once cast and must be rememorized the next day was heavily influenced by the Dying Earth stories and novels of Jack Vance. In fact, the most terrifying wizard turned lich in D and D lore, the Whispered One himself, Vecna, is an anagram. <laughs> Vecna is an anagram of Vance. Uh, Ashley, do you have some sort of deep-seated hatred for Vecna for some reason? Maybe a long-lost friend? He had to go to school to get magic. <laughs> he had to learn to read to get magic. Are you channeling some old-school Mindy oh, right now? Is that what's happening? Yes, I did not get enough time with Mindy. <laughs> no, it's very true. It is very None true. of us did. All right. Well... <laughs> Welcome, I am Justin, and you're listening to Dungeon Chat, our very own Into the Dungeon bi-weekly podcast where we discuss the most recent live stream, interview our players and DMs, and discuss the occasional tabletop role-playing game news. Please take a moment to uh, give us a follow and a like on whichever platform you're watching us on, which in this case is probably Twitch, but if you're catching us on YouTube, which this will be up on, or via podcast, you can like us and follow us there. Uh, and all of our important links to our various platforms can be found in the show notes. Uh, and where can those be found, Justin? Uh, the show notes are attached to every podcast, Twitch, um, YouTube video that we post. They're all there. Um, cool. Let's see here. So we do have a couple of announcements. Uh, actually, we have three announcements. Oh, this is the first dungeon chat of 2020. So for the four of you, five of you that are here, thank you so very much for being a part of it. The other big announcement is that we Damn are... It. What? We should have called this episode Hindsight is 2020. <laughs> no, we shouldn't have. Yes. That's the next one. That, that'll be the next one where we talk about how we got the name wrong for the first one. It'll be very <laughs> meta and very awful. The next oh, yeah. bit of news that is fantastic. Hey, Wood Elf 556 thanks for being here. We appreciate it. Uh, the next bit of news that we're really excited about, because we as a team have worked super hard to achieve this, we are now, as of yesterday, Twitch affiliates. Uh, this means Ooh. that if you so choose, you can directly support the growth of our channel by subscribing. 
Um, currently, this means you can watch our Twitch content with no ads. Uh, in the very near future, we'll have some loyalty badges and emotes available. Uh, also talking a little bit about uh, some other possible perks, but we don't want to take anything on that we can't accomplish just yet. We're trying to keep it small and take it like one step at a time. Uh, and then finally, the next Azkazir game, which is our main game featuring all seven of our cast members and me as your Dungeon Master, uh, is on January 26th, and that will be live here on Twitch at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we typically run for about six hours plus a break in the middle and hope to see you all there. Um, let's see here. Uh, oh! So, in this episode, we are joined by Patrick McCannon, Ashley Hedges, and for the first time, Whitley Taylor. Uh, all three of them are players from our main game. Everybody say hi at the exact same time. Hi, hi everybody, at the exact same time. Per uh, Patrick, you're the only so one that got it. Patrick's Bold the directions. only one that did it. You get an inspiration <laughs> for Sandro Duran next game. Excellent. Thank you for playing along with my stupid game. Uh, but, Whitley, it's your first time on a dungeon chat. This makes, it I think... sure is. That's awesome. Yeah, th I think after this, only Greg is the only person that hasn't done a dungeon chat. But let's not talk about him. Let's talk about Ew. you. So yeah. introduce everybody to your character from the Azkazir uh, game. Tell us your, your name, your race, uh, your class. And then uh, my favorite thing about this race, describe its... Uh, minutia in some detail for us. Um, okay. So, um, my character is Hakate, and um, I am a tiefling death monk, specifically death monk. Um, I grew up in an orphanage, at, or, or as an orphan, at a monastery called Black Sabbath. Uh, they took me in, they found me, and so I don't really have a home. Um, and I grew up around a lot of misfits um, because the monastery was very willing to take in people that didn't really have a home. I wouldn't say like orphans in particular, but uh, just kind of anyone, everyone and ev anyone was welcome to this. And so um, I am now like 18 years old and branching out on my own um, to possibly find out more about my character and maybe my past, like who my parents are and such. Hey, Justin. Yeah, uh, hey, Ashley. Sorry, what's the legal drinking age here? What kind of... Did Patrick lean over and ask you that complicated Jeez. question? No! I'm just saying these are important facts. The, I'm 18! The legal, yeah, I know! Jeez, uh, Listen, guys. listen, listen. The, I'm the, a tiefling. <laughs> Do you really think someone's going to deny me a drink? <laughs> so speaking let's, of which let's be so, honest so my one of my favorite things about tieflings is how customizable they are tell us tell do you have a tail do you have horns are they curly are they small are they do, do, tell us about the things that make your tiefling more tiefling like okay, how so, horny are you <laughs> oh boy i just had some tequila um <laughs> so <laughs> So very. So yeah. Um. So I would just. I'm about five. If I think five five is what I put down as my character, and so my horns are about a foot long. I imagine them to be like gazelle horns, uh, particularly. So they're pretty, pretty tall, and a little bit curly, but not too much. Um. And that makes me, of course, look 
like a foot taller than what I am as well, which can be intimidating. Um, but I am, um, I have like pale blue skin and um, long black hair and I just look fairly uh, intimidating-ish and I try to kind of play off that. Uh, I use my, I don't want to appear my age. I use that as a, a way to uh, influence people so they don't think I'm young and naive. Gotcha. Okay. And so or, yeah. j jumping into some of our questions a bit early, um, Whitley, you're pretty new to tabletop RPGs mm -hmm. and D&D. You've stuck mm -hmm. around for this long. You've purchased mm -hmm. a player's handbook. Does yes. this mean you've decided that this is going to be like a long-term hobby for you or have you taken the plunge? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I definitely have quite a bit more work to do um, as far as like there's so, so very much to learn. But no, this is definitely something that I've wanted to do. Um, I tried to play a game um, a few years back and um, I think I've stated to everyone it just kind of crashed and burned. Uh, not everyone was committed. So now that I've found people that are very committed as much as I am, I'm more than ready to um, continue this on as a hobby probably forever um, and also uh, one of the things that I really like about it is it allows me to exercise you know like my nerdiness and you know there are very strict rules but also it gives you that sense of like freedom and creativity and kind of an improv and I like that aspect because I don't feel like I get to do that a lot in my line of work and so it, it's it's a great outlet for being able to be creative and on the spot and, and making fast decisions. Outstanding. Okay. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So kind of rolling right on into the rest of the questions we have. I think the first one I have is for Patrick. Um, so Patrick, are you here somewhere? Indeed. Oh, wonderful. Um, it was important to me that you, that you all receive an establishment, but uh, and for those of you that aren't aware, uh, Matthew Colville's uh, Followers and Strongholds and Followers book is phenomenal. Yep. So absolutely go take a peek at his content if you haven't before. Um, but it was important to me that everybody receives a stronghold and relatively early. Um, but I wanted it to happen in a way that made sense. How do you feel about that reveal? Are you excited about it? And how do you think you will use it? Well... Sandro is definitely a man with plans. He's got plenty of plans. And this is kind of an asset. Really, I would say the first asset that he's been able to get his hands on that he will be able to utilize and uh, hopefully advance some of these other plans of his. Um, it was very interesting to me that none of the other characters wanted to technically be part owners of the building. The group actually left the uh, entire estate to be deeded to Sandro solely. So that was interesting. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, Strongholds and Followers definitely opens up all kinds of new things to do with a character. And as a rogue who maybe hasn't really come into his own uh, in this highly capable and efficient party that he finds himself in. This might be the way he does that. This might be the venue to uh, really... Uh, Sandro Duran, real estate magnet. Set himself apart. <laughs> Absolutely. It's okay. one of the purple squares on the uh, Monopoly board, right? Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. So now 
hearing that that's something that you're thinking about, you know, it may potentially set you apart. And I think that kind of teases a question that I know is coming up later. Um, but would it bother you to find out that I have many other establishment type items throughout the world for other people to have? Do you feel like that would steal from your thunder as being that establishment owner? I mean, not if I get there first. <laughs> Well, you well, I mean, like you, you said it yourself. No one else wanted on the deed, so <laughs> so I think you've done that. I think you're very distinctly there first. <laughs> Absolutely, gotcha. So Whitley and Patrick specifically, and and Ashley, uh, this question kind of pertains to your character, so I guess you could weigh in if you want to. But I'm really curious about the people that are not directly involved in the kerfluffle. Um, both of you, uh, Whitley and Patrick, have a front row seat to the tensions growing between our fey characters. Uh, Hephaestia, mm -hmm. the Eladrin, Denim, uh, the Centaur, and Forain, the Fearbolg. How do you, uh, what are your thoughts as that tension grows, you know, looking at it from the sidelines? Whitley, I'm happy to let you go. Okay, yeah, um... Uh, I'm kind of, I, I don't like take sides per se. Um, I'm just watching it unfold. I suspect that obviously Denim has her reasoning. Um, I'm just waiting to find out exactly what that is. Um, yeah. I, 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 I get the feeling we'll find out much sooner than later. Um, so yeah, I'm just hoping, so, yeah, um, I'm that, just hoping. So. It doesn't become too much of an issue, but also I think uh, one of the characters, Tack, I noticed was really trying to like patch things up between the characters in one of the games. I don't think it was the last one. I think it was the one before, and he really didn't, or she really didn't seem to like that um, um, argument that was going on. So I, I feel like there's enough of us that will kind of keep it from getting worse, but I also feel like we'll find out what's going on soon enough. So yeah. As for Sandro, um, I kind of find myself in really a D&D &D first for me in that I'm the only human in the party. <laughs> uh, so this is kind of Sandro's first time interacting Thank with Thank you Faye. for that, by the way. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah, it's his first time interacting with the Fae. It's his first time meeting a centaur. And he definitely didn't expect that two completely different to him exotic groups of creatures could be that, uh, I don't want to say hostile, but like unfriendly towards each other's ideals. So he's very interested in seeing where this goes. As a mastermind rogue, he is, of course, a master of intrigue. And so he might be thinking, eh, this is maybe something I can use. I don't know. So he's keeping a close eye. He's going to be taking bets on the fight. Interesting. <laughs> oh, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I go on the druid. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> that's a really good point. Uh, okay. Ashley, I, I feel like we kind of put you on the spot there. Do you do you have any words to defend Denim's position on that? Um, you know, uh, Denim, the centaurs have a very <laughs> terrible history with the rest of the Fae. So yeah, Denim just 
Denim doesn't trust him so much, just outright. Mm. Ferrain has kind of, you know, never done anything really to make Denim uncomfortable. Hephaestia, though, has like, tried to kill at least two people that were running away. Like, just shot two people in the back. Mm. So, uh... Yeah, who would do that? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Does it have anything to do with the Hephaestia trying to ride you? No, okay, no, no, no. So that, that was a misunderstanding. It was, I was not bucking her off because she tried to ride me. She was getting bucked off because I thought she was trying to kill that guy. Okay. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah. No, so she had already lot. killed one guy that was trying to run away. Hmm. Okay, no, that clears a lot up. So, interesting. steering the conversation a little bit. Ashley, I have two questions yes. for you. One's a real quick one. How did it feel when Retsk, your your your? I, I want to set the stage a little bit for the, for those who maybe haven't watched it. We left our last game on a or, or the the game before last on a cliffhanger. We knew there was going to be a chase, and this was exciting for all of us, but it was especially exciting for uh, Ashley because Denim is a centaur, and on top of just being a centaur. Ashley has very much made it that Denim wants to go fast. So Chase going fast, perfect. So when this chase begins and Retsk, a, a tabaxi, jumps off the horse, scales a building, and takes takes the chase a completely different route than you were probably expecting, how did that feel? Well, Justin, I'm going to have to ask you, how did it feel when you realized he should have stayed on the horse? <laughs> I never made that realization. <laughs> I still, I, I, I never made that realization. He would have gotten away if he had stayed on the horse. He really would have. I don't think that's true. It is. No. No, I think I think a flat no. out run would have no, always. No, that horse can go faster than Denim can. Well, I don't look it's at fair. rules. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I ever do that? I'm, no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking purely flavor. No, it, that cat's climbing a tree. <laughs> no, so it, it, I did look up like how fast the horses in D and D can go, mm -hmm. and honestly, I had no hope of actually catching him after that. And then when he jumped on the roof, I thought, "Wow, Justin's just rubbing it in now." <laughs> <laughs> so so what is the speed of a horse is it's it like it's 60. double right it's 60 oh yeah yeah, yeah i guess 60. you're i guess you're right but Denim was at 40 yeah that to me didn't seem like fun and it didn't seem very flavorful i i i had always wanted if if rats got cornered i wanted it to be an alley cat trying to get through the 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 dark and seedy alleys of crossroads that was that was what i wanted to do um and i and i think that was in flavor for uh for a tabaxi uh cut uh cut purse is that a yeah. cut purse that's a thing right yeah i'm sure like he's also a um okay 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 so longer question for you then um i feel like there is a whole bunch of story potential in the tension between the Fae character, the, the, the characters with Fae heritage, does that story potential excite you as a player? Or as a player, do you feel like it's a distraction from Denim's goal of wanting to see the world on her, her runabout? 
his runabout. Run I realized it. Oh, I'm so sorry. His oh, wow. runabout. No, I, I think it's going to be fun. Um, but uh, I'm... I think it is going to be fun. I think the tension is going to be interesting to see like how we resolve that and how we all come to an understanding about how we like, you know, traveling with each other and working with each other. Don't necessarily agree on politics. Um, mm. It's not where I want this conversation to go at all. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's. I think it's going to be really fun whenever we have to go to the Feywild and Denim is just very fucking uncomfortable. <laughs> because his. Um, but I don't think it's. Honestly, I'm surprised by the fact that Ferrain seems to be the most offended by the jabs at Titania. Um, but then again, Hephaestus is gathering, you know, poison teeth, so... <laughs> well, we'll see what happens, I suppose. Uh, uh, Ashley, I think this is going to segue nicely right into some of your questions. Why don't you go ahead and take it away? Oh, geez. Um, what is that segueing into? You're you asking your questions. Oh, your audio went out. Yeah. Oh, my audio cut out. I'm so sorry. Just for a second, yeah. Ashley, I was gonna say that segues nicely into into your questions. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, Patrick, we have a barbarian that can jump onto and between roofs, a monk with shady contacts, and a wizard that can't really show their face in public very much. So how do you plan to set your rogue apart when all of the best rogue traits have already been taken? Ouch. Well, <laughs> I guess I'll just have to uh, rely upon deception. So, so you know, Patrick, when I think of a mastermind, the, 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 the thought that comes to my head is Moriarty. You know, he's literally got a cat on his lap right now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so I, 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 I actually think I disagree with Ashley on this. I think a lot of Rogue's best traits are taken, but I think I think you, you have a lot you could do here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing is needed to be unlocked recently, but uh, That's true. Certainly, certainly the ability to deceive and get one's way through uh, conversational means. I think Sandra's got that on. Okay, okay. Do you do you think that you will end up being the the face of the party in the way that a bard usually is? Oh, absolutely. Um, he he's always been a a man who uses his words. Hmm. Not only that, he's the only normal looking one of any of us. <laughs> normal. <laughs> Just Zing. throwing that out there. <laughs> I, you know, and, and I, I, I applauded the fact that, you know, you're the only human in the party, but I've got to say it, I absolutely love how diverse our party is. One human, okay. one centaur, one fearbold, one eladrin, one snake man, one, uh, I guess that's Yuan-Ti pureblood, and, and he opted very recently to, uh, we, we went ahead and solidified it, that he does not, he's not bipedal, he is slithering on a on a thick boy tail. Uh, who am I missing? I'm missing somebody, aren't I? The, did you mention Tack. the tiefling Tack. and the kobold? Oh. Tack, uh, the kobold, 
um, and our tiefling. I love it. I love, I love how diverse it is. <laughs> Thank you, Harrison2142. That's absolutely right. I did miss the kobold. Ah. <laughs> uh. Okay, sorry, I, I went I, I took over. My apologies. Yeah, no, that's fine. This is this is your show. That's our um. show. <laughs> our show. Our show. <laughs> um speaking of the show, Whitley, during the show, um in the, the Battle of Crossroads, were you you were taking a lot of hits and I think they like even managed to like knock you down to your knees at one point or prone maybe. Um were you worried at all during that? Because if I remember correctly, not one of us tried to come to your aid. And was, in retrospect, I feel really bad about that, but there was a lot going on. No, no, it's totally fine. Uh, yes, I was scared, like, shitless, to be honest. I thought I was going to die, and I was like, wow, okay, bye, Hikate. I was saying my blessings. <laughs> um, but we made it. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, next time, I'll be more careful um and maybe prepare some more like long distance um use of my weapons because i don't think i did that in that particular scenario i forget did hikate did she take out the guys that were like trying to tie her up with ropes uh, what what happened there i don't remember oh that's right. i don't even oh, I, I don't that remember was, either that um, was before the break how dare you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That was like six, seven weeks I, ago. I think they said like some guards rushed over to help. Yeah, somebody helped me. I don't feel like I did that on my own. Okay. I don't I don't remember whom in particular, but yeah. Yeah. One I of, did not do it on one my of own. the villain actions I had for that bandit raid was that they were gonna try and take hostages uh via ropes and nets. So I'm sure that happened, but I don't remember how you got out of it. Nor do I. Monks. Monks. They get the job done. <laughs> so th that actually uh, kind of kind of segues nicely into what I wanted to talk about here. Uh, so Whitley, you mentioned that you're going to try and do a little more long distance with the mm -hmm. content. You also mentioned that you are a death monk. You were very proud of that fact. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, so in the halls of Black Sabbath, where the learned masters did uh, rip uh, epic guitar riffs on 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 metal guitars. <laughs> I don't remember yeah. that. I, I'm not sure what happened at that school, but <laughs> I do want to ask. My favorite thing about monks is how uh -huh. flavorful they can be, mechanically yeah. and roleplay wise. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see. We have seen Hikate throw some daggers. Yes, we've seen her throw some punches. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask you, what did you have in mind, and has it changed for what her main like fighting style will be? What's her What's her main flavor going to be? To be perfectly thinking... honest, I I don't think I really gave that a lot of thought when I first planned my character. I should add that I rolled for my character for those whom don't know. Um, That's so right. I did have a little bit of uh, flexibility with that, of course, but I did really try to stick with just sticking with whatever the die gave me. Um, granted, I think particularly the death monk was a something I picked for myself, mm -hmm. but nonetheless, um, I, I didn't really plan 
for any of that when I made my character, and I guess I hadn't really thought it out, but I definitely, I do like the fact that I can throw and use, um, you know, I can fight someone near me, but I can also throw a dagger from afar if I need to. Um, so... Uh, I plan on, I guess, kind of playing with that a little bit more, the distance and also using um, up-close combat, because I don't want to just pinpoint on one single thing. I want to make it, that way my character's as useful as possible. Did you um, also roll for the way of the long death, or is that something you did? Oh, no, no. Um, I think I rolled for Monk, and then Justin suggested death monk i think that's how that happened if i remember correctly it, it was so, somewhere in that that uh so, somewhere in that that vicinity yeah. of, of uh, yeah i, I think uh, you I definitely think rolled talking about monk. how tieflings were very edgy oh yeah because uh, then you ashley suggested that i should become a warlock which i definitely plan on doing for my next character no. i just i didn't want to cheat the die i guess at that point yeah. in time Mm. Okay. Once you committed to rolling for a random character, you, you were committed to stick with yeah, that. Definitely. Also, I've realized that part of the reason I did that is I don't like making decisions. So <laughs> next one, I'm going to force myself to make like a lot of very particular decisions. Mm. Mm -hmm. What's yeah. the but coolest... Anywho. I'm sorry. Go ahead. What, what, what's the coolest thing about uh, Way of the Long Death that you're looking forward to? Oh my gosh. Um... Let me look. I haven't looked at it in a while, but um, if I'm not mistaken, I get to steal like people's life energy from them, and I can't fucking wait for that. That sounds amazing. <laughs> so um, after the they've is been... going to be a vampire. Yeah, after they're like so far uh, or so close to death, like I get to take their final like points and absorb it into my own being. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say starting at level. So I'm I'm looking at it because I I wasn't we kept calling it Death Monk and I was like I know that's not what it's called. So I was looking it up. It's you know Way of the Long Death, but starting at third level, so you could actually do this now. Your study of death allows you to extract vitality from another creature as it nears its demise. Okay. Yeah. 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 Maybe that's one of the more recent ones. I was thinking of another then, because it gets even better as it oh, goes yeah, on. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, they, they, they are all yeah. pretty much varying degrees of that type of badassery. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So just uh, just real quick, Harrison2142, uh, who is Kyle, who is our Yuan T. Snake Thick Boy we just talked about, uh, is in the chat, and he pointed out that Hikate managed to wiggle out by being all dexterous and monk-like. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Okay, cool. I'm so, glad he remembered that. So Hikate will be making the bad guys eat a knuckle sandwich, and then she's going to eat their life. Is that about yes. right? Okay. Yes. Oh boy. Okay, yeah. Um. Let's see. Starting at... <laughs> level 17 i can touch and channel the energy of death into a creature and within five uh feet of me and then after that after a constitution saving throw it takes 2d10 Holy for shit, necrotic so damage <laughs> so you can yeah. expend up to 10 key points mm -hmm. and for every key point deal 2d10 yep oi Oy. I'm ready. That's level seventeen, so we've we've got a minute for that. But yeah, monk gang. <laughs> Oi. Oi. Well, that's, that's going to be great to see. I'm very excited to see that. Well, I'm um, curious at at seventeenth level, you have seventeen key points, so you could do all ten of them 
but then also still pay for like your extra hits and yep. your all your other stuff. <laughs> oh, delightful. Mm-hmm. What do you get at level 20? Oh, I don't get any. Well, as far as uh, for the long uh, way of the long death, I don't get anything. Oh. Uh, Monk at level 20 gets perfect self at 20th level. When you roll for initiative and have no key points remaining, you gain four key points. Okay. Hmm. Very nice. All right, Ashley. Fey politics. I think we need to get the final word in and let you be the one to say the final word before, of course, Sunday when we might find out more incredibly interesting uh fey political discussions but are you worried that people might not be seeing the depth of denim's character you think you'll try and flesh out his personality more maybe do some things on the side to make people say oh okay this is who denim is so that this potential disagreement of uh fey politics doesn't come to define him look denim has I think had a very defined personality of what are the best restaurants in this town, you know. How fast can I go? How fast can I go? <laughs> you know, I, I don't think this is going to define him at all. Um, I do think that having this disagreement helps to flesh out because I think it helps point out flaws that all of you care Um Denim, you know, the centaurs, they they really don't like uh, fae that come from the Feywild. They don't like the fae courts at all. Um, you know, Hephaestia just straight up tries to murder people sometimes. Um, you know, Sandro... Murder. I, I'm Who sure does S- that? I'm, I'm sure Sandro has never lied to us. Um, ever. But um, That's you what imagine, you're sure of. Yeah, like... Yeah, like, imagine if we all found out that he was just straight up lying to us from day one. That would be fucking terrible. Um, but Hephaestia, though. Just, like, has tried to straight up murder two people. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> Let's focus on that. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> is, is anyone worried that trying to, like, straight up murder people might come to define her character? Well, we'll get her on the next dungeon chat, I'm sure and uh be able to get her side of the story right justin oh i'm trying i i'm 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 hoping to get greg and if i get greg i'll probably get megan so we will see absolutely we will see greg has eluded us for now all right whitley it's your turn to ask your questions what do you got for us oh yeah Okay, so this is for both Patrick and Ashley. Um, as a newbie to D and D, oh, and Justin as well. If you'd like uh, to give me any advice, what would you? What sort of advice would you give me to as being a newbie? Yeah, I can take this one first. Um, so twenty-page spreadsheet. He will teach you how to make them, and yes. then everyone else will teach you how to not use. Them. Look, the pivot table is what allows you to understand exactly what your character can. T- Oh, no, 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 no. See, the key piece of advice I can give you, right, is I know our GM. I know how Justin works. Mm-hmm. There is a, a file cabinet full of potential things that you, as a player in this game, might do. Your goal mm-hmm. is to do the thing he didn't write down. Oh, yeah, of oh, course, of course. Yes. Right. Throw him off his game. <laughs> yeah. Other than that, it's fine. You know, okay. just uh, 
Remember that the the dice determines. And uh, yeah, you'll be good. Okay. My advice Thank for you. you is that Patrick, I hate not you. to do what Patrick said. <laughs> Don't listen to him. <laughs> no, a- Ashley, do you have so a- Ashley? You're um, I- I'm really curious if you have any advice to give because I feel like yeah, because you're fairly new in comparison yeah. to the rest of the the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think my advice is just to make characters that you're gonna have fun with um okay because i my first character i did not have any fun with it Mm -hmm. was a terrible time um but since then you know i've had i've had mindy i've had um uh casey oh casey was the absolute best it's Really a shame that she was killed by fucking Bothier. Yeah, it's terrible. The worst. I don't even remember Casey. I gotta be honest with you. That that hurts <laughs> even more. Honestly. I think he's just being a dick. It's fine. <laughs> um, and yeah, and Denim. Honestly, I just play with characters that you know you have fun with. Something that you know you're gonna have fun with. Not something oh. that where it feels like you're just having to slog through all your character shit. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm um, going to piggyback I... oh. off of that, um, mm-hmm. if I may. Mm-hmm. Um, if you ever find that you are not having fun with your character, mm-hmm. don't feel like you have to slog through anything. Oh, yeah. Send me an instant message. Text me call me and say hey i am not having a good time and we can either figure out a way to park your character somewhere mm-hmm. um you know if you want to do something crazy with your character and we'll just see what comes of it mm-hmm. um there, there there are a few different things that, that we can do to to move you and transition you into something that you think you might have more fun with because at the end of the day when we're spending six hours plus at a table playing you should be having fun and that that would be my advice is have fun okay no absolutely i i think honestly it just has taken a while for me to get used to this new group of people in general playing d or d D or not um and then also um like just knowing that Ashley started a year ago is honestly inspiring because if I had not known that, um, I would have never guessed. I would have thought she's been playing for years because like, yeah, the way that you play in general is just amazing. Like you're so quick witted. Um, well, no, but I cry. I've had like two glasses of wine. (laughs) Don't worry. The tequila is hitting me. I, I said D or D and rather than D and D. So it's perfectly fine. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to say anything, but I was going to cut that audio clip and share it. It's it's deers (laughs) and dragons. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee came home with me. Um, so (laughs) let's see. What was I saying? Oh Yeah. So, yeah, but no, like, Maximilian von Tracker, you came up with that, like, off the top of your head. It was amazing. And then just some of the stuff that Denim does, like, her obsession with Frida and the tamales, like, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> Neither can Denim. <laughs> They're the best tamales but, in town. She, I mean. was, she was really yeah. close to never have it, 
excuse me, he was never close. He, he was very close to never having a tamale again after the Battle of Crossroads. Yeah. Oh my god. Justin, you killed everyone I liked in that town. I was going to be so mad if you killed Frida too. <laughs> Listen, y'all saved the town. You should be happy. Heroes. Yes, the heroes of Crossroads. Because that's what heroes do. <laughs> Can we say that? Yeah, I, I think so. Is that is that a thing? Wait, shit, we're making money off this now. Well, wait, hold on, what Cut is that, that reference? That out. I don't know what that reference is. Thor Ragnarok. Oh, jeez, oh. it's been Wait, so long. Wait, cut that out. Maybe they won't recognize <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Uh, Whitley, did you have some other questions? Oh, yeah, I did. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> okay, so Patrick, in the last episode, you've been gifted a home. What are your plans to do with this home within Crossroads? Um and like I know we expect to come back to Crossroads shortly after we go to Belgarde, but um, do you expect to come back regularly or are you going to use this as a source of income for you? Maybe charge rent or what are your thoughts exactly? You listed on Air D and D. Well, yeah, yeah Air D and D, absolutely. Um, and since I don't think that's a business, I'm going to add that to the list of things to do. Uh, <laughs> But no, as, as you're aware, uh, humans in this universe are a lot like the uh, house elves of a certain fantasy world. So now that I've been gifted a home, I'm free. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, he he was living in the Tour de Fair, uh, probably comfortable lifestyle. Uh, you know, nice little private room, running a business out of that room. It's really strange he couldn't just live with his parents. They, they're far away. The, the family farm is far away. It's hmm. uh, but interesting. Yeah. So this house, you know, we've got to fix it up. It's going to cost a bit of money. We got to get people in from another city entirely that we're not even heading to. So it's going to take a minute to get it there. But it's going to be a nice house. Um, and hopefully, we're going to do a terrain build podcast video at some point to actually build a physical representation of the estate that's gonna be really cool but Ooh, yeah i'm looking fancy. forward to doing that um i just realized that it's probably going to take a few sessions for you all to even be close to returning to crossroads so it's probably not that big of a rush on it oh um well i mean just knowing i mean it took forever to wrap up you know the first you know to, to it took what five sessions to leave crossroads yeah, but originally we were supposed to leave sooner. We just decided to stay one extra night, and that changed the whole <laughs> That is true. Thing. So, that is true. I mean, it's going to take us, you know, an hour to figure out what we want to do when we get to Belgar. <laughs> um, and, well, and then on top of that, though, it, it's even when you return to Crossroads, I mean, if it's been a week, two weeks, it takes three to four months to uh, to renovate your home. Yep. So... It's going to be a project. Time. Yeah, and uh, I'm hoping that so, and this kind of goes back to the advice for a new D and D player. Um, I have goals for my character to be sure, but I'm also always kind of chasing new experiences. Just as a D and D player, uh, things I want to play through, um, and one of those, of course, is to see a longer form campaign, campaign that is spread out over a couple of months maybe even a year maybe even a couple of years i'm not sure where we might go 
Um, but I just I want that opportunity to see a character grow. And even if I, for whatever reason, have to end up switching characters, um, being able to see them grow as well. That's something I, would, I do want to experience and hope I might get to see here. Mm-hmm. And uh, the other thing is I do want to try and see what kind of fun can be had in a D&D game that takes place in an, a, a singular urban environment. Maybe that's going to be Crossroads. Maybe that'll be, you know, we all just have fun playing around with the, the politics of Crossroads and, and seeing how the world changes around us. And we spend more time there than maybe some other people might think. I think it's very easy in D&D to be like, okay, we need to go to this other side of the continent and do these things here and then go to this other side of the continent to the north and do these things here and just jet set around the world as typical adventurers. I've done that. And I, 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 it's fun. I want to see if we can spend a little more time in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've all played, um, with the exception of probably Whitley. Um, we we've all played the, you know, race against the clock, big bad evil person introduced in the first session, you know, kind of a campaign. And you know, we just did that for a year and a half, almost two years with Creed. And Creed, I know you're going to listen to this. We had a great time. No one's, no judgments being cast on the amount of fun we had for the two years. If we weren't having fun, we wouldn't have done it. But, hashtag thank God for Phoenix Industries. <laughs> hashtag thank God for Phoenix Industries. Um, it, welcome, I, I think, but it, but it's like you thank said, you it's cross. kind of it's seeking that different experience, and that, that and that's kind of what I'm hoping to accomplish with this. I think my my problem and my concern as it comes to cultivating that different experiences. I've never done it. I've never seen it. You've never done it. You've never seen it. So, you know, one thing I've done is I've put us on a milestone system, and that's to kind of intentionally rein in the the, 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 the rate at which levels are gained um, just to kind of slow the pacing out a bit. Um, but I don't know that that'll translate into fun. I don't know if that'll translate to, you know, frustration as, uh, as players, you know, get excited to get their level 17 and level 20 bonuses. So it'll be, you know, there'll be some fine tuning on my part to, to try and make sure we balance that. And, and, you know, Creed had mentioned, was it Creed? I think it was Creed had talked about doing a, um, a campaign where each of us made three different characters. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Absolutely. And, and I think that is something that I may talk to him about trying to incorporate in some way into this campaign, as long as it doesn't feel like it's treading on his on where he wants to go with his next campaign. But I, yeah. I feel like that gives a nice way of, you know, slowing things down, but at the same time, not necessarily. You know, maybe everybody makes a level 10, and everybody, everybody makes a, wow, I now, who now who's tripping over words? Uh, and maybe everybody makes a 15, you know, something like that, just to, to give a little bit of space. But... I don't think that would like really interfere with his plans because he was trying to do it as a survival campaign right i i think so but you know i'm I'm really not sure we gotta i want to chat with him and see what it is he's hoping to accomplish but we're not gonna do the survival campaign because we won we won we we won won. we won won. nerd (laughs) all right but um whitley i think you have one more question 
Yes, I do. Okay, um, so Ashley, were you satisfied with how the capture of Risk uh, went about? Or is there anything that you would have done differently? Because I know that um, was a pretty intense situation. Yeah, so the, I think the biggest issue during that whole capture was that D&D Beyond was down and I could not access my character sheet. Mm -hmm. And so I was stressed out by the fact that, oh, now he's on the roof. And also, oh, what can I do? My character sheet isn't coming up. I can't see any of my shit. So mm -hmm. um, I think anything I would have, should have done differently, I should absolutely have a physical paper copy of my character sheet um, in front of me, just as a that ever happens. Yeah. Um, but you can do that in D D. You have paper character yeah. sheets. Shut really? Up. Yeah. <laughs> you've never you've never had one of those before. You've just used your twenty page spreadsheets. Yeah, yeah. Excel yeah. documents. Listen, listen. Don't don't listen. We all know Patrick can be a bit extra, but his ability to be extra has also really simplified about as it has simplified almost as much as it's complicated <laughs> absolutely that's my goal and, and, and i think that's an okay thing I think, um i think that's an okay thing yeah i think other than that um maybe it was just that none of us had done the the chase mechanics before but yeah i think probably also with you know how quickly it was over like how quickly we were just you know face to face just in a like a fist fight basically mm -hmm. um the the chase mechanic kind of broke down pretty quickly on how how you and streamline um, that's true so honestly i'm kind of hoping to like actually be able to get into a big old chase you know maybe oh, yeah. later on when denim has you know a lot more speed mm -hmm. just just let them just let them go see how far you know chase someone Absolutely. See how that goes. That I think that'll be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Awesome. Okay, well, it's in the title of the episode, so we've we're at fifty-two minutes, and I want to, I want to try and squeeze in one last topic before we get out of here. So, <laughs> I, I think we would be really missing out if we didn't talk about the last fight of the last episode. Oh yeah. Um, it was to me a good fight. Terrifying. We almost lost a, a character. We and almost lost half of the characters. No, yeah, no, no, hold on. Hear, hear me out. So we dropped 4 to 0, but we had one character go to two death saves and literally a roll between whether they were going to live or die. Um is what I mean when I say nearly died. So I'm glad we survived it. I'm and and I definitely had a rush putting you all up against a fight that was probably the most difficult y'all faced from me uh, to date, uh, with the exception of uh, a bad trap that I designed for the last game, uh, <laughs> uh, for the last little campaign I tried running. Um, oh, the the bone demon Barnes thing, thing where yeah. Barnes died and we had to carry his dead body back to the town. Yeah. 
but that's an old campaign. Let's, let's not let's not get too sidetracked on that. But I, I'm just curious, fun. real quickly, if we could if I can get some key takeaways from the three of you. Uh, well, maybe we'll go uh, Ashley, Whitley, Patrick, uh, on just some of your thoughts on that fight. Uh, things you liked about it, didn't liked about it, you know, whatever. Just your thoughts. You know, Denim always likes getting to you know really fuck up. A no, no. <laughs> Um, I, I I liked how much I didn't know what the fuck was happening. (laughs) Um, when he got close enough and did the AOE and we just started bleeding from everywhere. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Uh Uh-huh. Can you not? (laughs) (laughs) And you took a permanent scar from that, didn't you? Oh yeah, Absolutely. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah so uh, the house rule is if you take more than half your damage in a single attack, you or uh, half your health in a single attack, you take a, a permanent scar. What did we decide a permanent scar from bleeding out of your pores looks like? I don't remember. I, don't I think, think you said did. eczema. No, um, uh, like a like wine stain. Um, port wine stain. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Port yeah. Wine yeah, yeah like ra- raised. Is that accurate, though? I don't know. I didn't Google it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. I'd hate to insult someone who has... Portwine. Yeah, that's true. We should probably figure that out. Can we just call it eczema? Because lots of people have eczema. I, I, don't ha- think... I, I have eczema. So we want to just say it looks like some skin that's... Nasty. Yeah, I just, I just really got to keep moisturized. Yeah. Okay. Alright, I don't like the way this went. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, Whitley, some of your thoughts on that combat. Um... Holy shit, I was scared to death um, because I just saw everybody dying around me. Not only was I taking a lot, which is not that big of a deal, but I saw pretty much all of the people in our group that were um, had the ability to heal <laughs> being injured, and I was terrified that uh, we were going to come to an end. <laughs> I had a worry oh. myself. Yeah. And just not knowing anything anything about the creature, like, I know there was one point in time where I tried to make contact with um, Hephaestia and ask her, like, I was so in the dark, uh, Mm. so that didn't help anything at all, either. Gotcha. And, uh, Patrick? Um... I mean, I was fine. I mean, I didn't have a problem with the fight at all. I mean, get out. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, to go back to a little bit more advice to new players. Um, so I think Greg was the same, and I'm, I'm sure maybe some other people at the table instantly knew what we were fighting, knew what a red cap was, knew what they were capable of, knew their whole thing about bathing their cap in blood and regaining strength and everything from that. But I was sitting there, and as soon as Justin said red cap, iron boots i was like yes yeah, sandro doesn't know anything about this so i'm going to uh approach it from that direction so even if something happens in D that you the player don't know what this is you don't know what this creature is you don't know what the crap's about you don't know what's going on here just think to yourself does my character know and if your character wouldn't uh necessarily know about that thing just just discover it at the same time your character discovers it and in this case, Sandro had no reason to figure anything out about the creature. He was just like, oh, crap, everyone's dying. I need to hit it. That's a fair logic. Weren't you talking about how you have the second highest intelligence in the yep. party? Yeah, but he's, he's For not... someone so smart, he's, he's sure are dumb. He's from a very rural village, so he hasn't had a lot of reading opportunities. 
I'm sure we'll eventually come across some books and be able to rectify that. Can you read? Yes. <laughs> it's okay if you can't now. Well, I want to oh. just point out one thing in that fight. You know, so as a, I, I, so we'll end on a little bit of a DM tip. So for, for any future DMs or current DMs that might be listening to this, uh, there was one mistake I made, and I didn't realize I made it when I made it, but about 10 seconds later, I did realize I made it. And by that point, it was far too late. So the stat block in a lot of D&D content uh, for monsters is going to sometimes list a multi-attack. Now, I would tell you that a mistake would be to say to your players, this red cap is going to walk over and use a multi-attack against you. Because what that does is it takes the power and the believability out of the DM's hand. Because for me, I walked over with this red cap and said, I'm going to use my multi-attack against Hephaestia. So when I did that, the first attack nearly killed her. Excuse me, the first attack dropped her to zero. Now, if I had not declared the whole multi-attack, if I had just kept that to myself and said, he's going to walk over and stab, he's going to walk to somebody else and bite, he's going to walk to somebody else and kick, I can do that knowing that it's a multi-attack without saying I'm using my multi-attack against Hephaestia. But because I did that, I had no choice unless I wanted to completely destroy the believability I have with my players at the table, which I will hopefully never do. Which is, at that point, because I've declared it, I have to say he attacks again. And so fortunately... It all worked out in our favor, but I dropped her to zero. Then the second attack hit, and if you're incapacitated and you get hit, that means you immediately fail two death saving throws. And then I believe the third attack missed. So she was fine, but her turn was next, which means there was no opportunity for a player to give her a potion or a healing or anything. So literally, that dice roll could have been her demise. Um, and fortunately she rolled a 12, she rolled a 10 with a plus two. So she, it, she didn't die. She was able to pass one of her saving throws and her, her allies were able to help her. But that was a folly on my part. Cause I, I don't want my players to die right now. They're level three. I don't think there's anything fun about dying at that point, but I had no choice once I declared the multi-attack against Hephaestia. And that's the only thing I would say on that matter. Any thoughts on that before I take us to our outro, y'all? I think you should have killed her. <laughs> hey, that might be a oh, little, little fey hatred there. I also don't want to lose believability with the group. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> hmm, that's loaded. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks to our guests, um, Ashley, Patrick, and Whitley, your first time here. Thank you all for taking time out of your Monday, a uh, school night, as it were, uh, to to chat with us. Uh, and thank you to our followers. Um, we have five people viewing the stream. Now, I know at least one of those is Kyle, and I know at least one of those is Patrick, and I, I know one. at least one of those is Ashley, but usually one of those people I is also me. Well. We have one person unaccounted for, and that <laughs> makes me so happy. I'm so very happy. And if that one person ends up being Creed, I'll be sad. But also happy, because I like Creed. Um, right. But anyways, 
mystery person say hi. <laughs> uh, yes, please do. Uh, before we finish this outro, I want to know who you are, and I want to thank you for, for being here, and I want to say your name with my thank you. Um, otherwise, I will just forever refer to you as mystery person. Um, that being said, for those of you that find us on Twitch or YouTube or podcast, uh, please give us a follow to stay up to date with what we are doing. Uh, you'll, you'll be able to find in the show notes, no matter what platform you're on, the different social media sites that you can follow us on, uh, as well as um, uh, you know stuff like that. You can find all that information there. If you want to help us grow uh, in a very um, direct way, please consider subscribing. Uh, there will be more subscriber perks soon. If you're unable to subscribe, a follow is awesome as well. And, you know, share it. If you think this is something your friends would enjoy, uh, share it with them. And that's a totally free way that is just as impactful and just as helpful to us. Uh, that all being said, you will see us live the 26th here on Twitch for our final episode, not final, our next episode Whoa. of, yeah, wow. Uh, it's because I think the last time we did You're this, kill was, us all. well, I think the last time we did this, it was the final episode of 2019. Yeah. I think where my brain went, but you will see us here uh, playing the, the next final episode. episode of the, yeah, <laughs> the final episode of January. No, 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 no. The next episode uh, as we get ready to play for the rest of 2020 nonstop. Um, that's obviously not true. 26th here on Twitch. Hope to see you. Thank you all very much. Thank you again to our guests. That's it. Say bye, everybody. Bye, bye. everybody. Ah, Every good job. But you don't get inspiration this time. Damn it. <laughs> Once again, thank you for listening to Dungeon Chat, the Into the Dungeon podcast. If you enjoyed what you listened to, it would mean a great deal to us if you liked us followed us, left us a comment on whichever platform you're choosing to use. Uh, once again, thank you, and see you next time. Bye.